Hi, this is Riggs Eckleberry, CEO of Origin Clear, and welcome to the podcast Water is the New Gold, which is based on a briefing that I give every week in a webinar, and it really explores how water is changing disruptions. Go ahead, give a listen, and stay tuned. All right, everyone, this is the, um, the very first CEO webinar, and uh, I'm going to be um, trying out some new features here. So the general uh, structure of this webinar is to have some basic slides uh, that recap what's going on. And then we will have a, um, maybe some special things, run some videos. Uh, I've been experimenting with the video capability. It's quite good. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not gonna show you skiing videos, although I'd love to but uh, things that are of interest, of course, in the water industry. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and start to share um, the uh, screen and we'll get into um, the actual CEO briefing. So here we go. All right. So, uh, of course, today is the 16th and it is our briefing for the day. And um, you should know that uh, we're a public company. And so when we say that we think something will happen or that we're planning for this or that, uh, actual results could differ materially. And uh, you need to understand that. Um, and I can always discuss that. Now, I wanted to make a point. You can uh, chat with me anytime. Uh, there's a chat uh, button at the bottom, and if you click that, then you can pop me a chat and I can uh, get feedback from you. You won't be able to talk to me, but happy to receive your chat. Now, if you're listening on phone only, then uh, there's an archived version of this webinar that will be on the website. You'll be able to watch. Okay, so Origin Clear 2020. Uh, what, where, and when? So... Um, what we have here is a company that I think is going to do amazing things in 2020. Well, what about specifically, huh? The big trend, uh, as I've been talking about for some time, is uh, decentralization. Decentralization is the big trend. Here's why. Big central water treatment systems are not being built anymore. There's budget issues. Um, there's not in, my, not in my backyard and NIMBY, you know, where people don't want to have things built in their area, environmental, um, you know, concerns, etc. And so, you know, what these things are is, um, um, you know, we will definitely be, um, uh, shall we say static in the, in the area of big central systems. And that means that the growth is at the point of use increasingly. So there's many different words we use, um, decentralized point of use, on demand, at the edge, and so forth. This is where businesses have to do their own water treatment. And that's a growing trend. Um, as I've said many times, when you are sending all your water to a central system downstream somewhere, uh, San Bernardino or El Segundo or wherever, um, when I'm talking LA Basin, it's not coming back uphill to you. It's, it's gone forever, so it won't be recycled. So um, the, the, the uh, 
other issue that's going on is that we're not maintaining our infrastructure. We're doing a great job of conducting wars in the Middle East and elsewhere, but we're not you know, fixing our infrastructure and that's becoming a big, big problem. Um, capacity issues. We have a great example of a brewery that was trying to um, expand and uh, they were trying to double uh, and the local municipality said, sorry, you can't do it. We can't handle it. And so they ended up building their own water treatment system. And in the process, they saved a lot of water, which in some places like California is a big deal. Potential profit. We did a case study back in um, uh, the fourth quarter about this, um, this auto dealership that was uh, interested in expanding. They went into land that was not connected to sewage, therefore cheap. And they put in place a fully uh, closed loop black water reflush system, which is basically this, um, you know, catches the poop, what can I say? And then it cleans it up and it create, and it, the, the residue goes into a sludge tank and it, that's picked up every half year or every year. But that means that they were able to be off sewage and they had much more value for their dealership as a result. So that's a big deal. Now, I've got some research. Uh, this is the original research that got me excited about this. So without further ado, I'm going to flip to it and uh, let's review it. So I'm going to, there it is. So um, close the loop, the future of decentralized water. Now this is in June, 2016. And um, once I read this, uh, actually listened to the webinar, and um, it's well worth listening to. Um, I can uh, provide, if you send an email to CEO at originclear.com, I will send you a link to the webinar and you can actually listen to the comments of Mr. Basu, the research associate, which are enlightening. There's a lot more information in the actual webinar. But um, following this, I expanded on this, I did a bunch more research and I started writing in, in uh, industry trades um, there was a big article I wrote in Water Online at the time that said this is the new, new thing. At the time, nobody believed me. Uh, now it's becoming a reality. So um, what's this all about? Well, first of all, Lux Research is a matchless research agency. Um, they work with the high-level customers. They're not cheap, but uh, they're really fantastic. Um, and what is he talking about? Well, first of all, aging infrastructure. We have um, a majority of operating and maintenance spending is in repair and replacing old pipes and mains. And uh, you can see that O&M spending is just growing and growing rapidly. And that's like paying interest on your debt. It gets you nowhere. It's just, you're just fixing something that's there. And what you need to do, of course, because it's aging, is to put in new stuff. It's going to be more efficient and it's going to leak less, which is something else. There we go. Non-revenue water, losses as high as 30%. This is a big deal. Now, um, interestingly enough, London is, 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 is losing almost a third of its water. Uh, Tel Aviv down at the bottom right and Melbourne are doing great jobs. They both have invested heavily in water treatment systems. They're, they're around the 4% uh, range. And um, Average utility loses about $35 per connection per year in NRW. If you have a million connections, you're losing $35 million a year. It's simple as that. Um, 
Now, uh, interestingly enough, at the very bottom here, countries that strategically manage their water charge high tariff as cost of desalinated water and reclaimed water is higher. So places like Israel, which uh, really are serious about water, they're spending money on, um, on desalination. Now, often people say to me, what about desalination? Uh, what's, isn't that great? Yeah, but it's expensive. In Israel, which is a very low cost operator, they've, they've fixed a lot of cost issues. It's $700 per acre foot. That's one acre of water, one foot deep, which is good for about um, uh, you know, a couple of households. I mean, it's not a heck of a lot per year. Um, is eight, about seven or $800 on Israel. It's about $1,300 in San Diego. Uh, whereas you can get Colorado water for as little as $25 an acre foot. So that's, that's a big deal, reclaiming water, desalinating. If you can not lose it in the pipes, that's a big deal. Now, um, billions are, are being required to invest. Um, and you can see how uh, big expenses and things like conveyance systems on the bottom right there, um, you know, uh, they're all in the 50, 40, 50 billion dollar range. And um, modernization is important. So, um, you know, the, the, uh, the ability to handle um, storm runoff, for example, is a big deal. Um, and the problem is getting worse, right? Access to centralized treatment systems is widespread, but the condition of many of these systems is also poor with aging pipes and inadequate capacity. So there's a gap that's going to be $100 billion per year. Um, and guess what? The government is not handing out money for that. It's got to worry about uh, health insurance and a whole bunch of other things. Um, also, we have population and climate pressures. We have extreme storm events are dramatically increasing. Um, these are these uh, big dots. And you can see top right, New England actually has extreme storms 85% more frequently, right? Um, we're lucky in California, but um, that is uh, a big deal. And of course, population is increasing at the same time. Combined sewer overflow, that's CSO. That's where all the sewers in a particular area just completely get overloaded. And you've got these... Um, uh, communities have had a lot of these uh, events and there's a huge look look at um, Michigan 33 million cubic meters 33 million tons of untreated discharge because of these CSO events so a lot of this is in the northeast uh, eastern seaboard etc um, now these stats are from 2014 because of the date of the webinar, but um, they're quite valid. In fact, it's gotten worse. Answer, decentralized treatment model. Okay, so today's normal decentralized, these green um, pyramids are triangles are lift stations and the, the gray lines are sewage lines. And so that's your, that's your sewage network with these lift stations, uh, pumping stations that push things around. And then you overlay the actual, um, you know, industrial plants, you have the, um, the, the housing, and then you, this is a 900,000 person community, and you have the various sewage plants. And that's what it looks like. Okay. Now in the US, a few mega systems treat all the wastewater. So 
these the, these um, small number of facilities account for a huge number. Uh, sorry, the small facilities are 80% of the number of plants, but they treat less than 10%. So 80% of systems are handling a huge, um, I, I apologize, a small number of mega systems serve most of the people, 20, uh, 80% of the traffic. Um, and so only a few mega facilities treat wastewater from 90% of the population. Okay, evolution of decentralized systems, which is um, reusing water from homes, clusters of homes, et cetera, uh, at or near the point of waste generation. And big problem with septic systems, which I've spoken about, is that they tend to fail uh, and has to move to a new model. Water scarcity and high reuse are drivers for future decentralized infrastructure. So again, because it's decentralized, you can have smaller white, uh, smaller pipes, there's less loading of the, the facilities, and you can also have localized reuse, recycling, because you're using advanced treatment uh, technologies. And here's a diagram of a decentralized environment with reuse scenarios throughout. Whereas this worked, so um, uh, the analyst was talking about how it works well, for example, in um, California and also in um, Florida. Reuse capacity is 1 billion, met billion tons per year of its wastewater is now in a reuse phase. So that stuff's happening. We have a lot of bad news in Florida, but this is actually good. Now, why don't we do it on a, on a wide scale? Primarily because scaling conventional technologies has not scaled down well. And um, we need the remote monitoring because you can't have uh, expert personnel at all these small sites. So it's gotta be run from remote. Um, and there are still regulatory issues. Okay. So there is a course forward with basically three major areas. Number one is how do you make the footprint more compact? I have a solution to that. You need the remote monitoring and you need to be able to reuse the water for things like uh, sprinkling the lawns. Okay, so conclusion that he made was that A, where we have to rethink the centralized infrastructure is just not happening. We are now seeing redistributed everything. Smaller emerging systems getting more efficient, et cetera. Remote monitoring and industrial internet of things in water address the needs. So the industrial internet of things is where we see a lot of growth. So you look at the bottom here, a $30 billion opportunity in the US for wastewater treatment, 22 for end to, for end, -to end monitoring and 10 billion for the recycling. So that is the picture uh, that, that Lux Research put out in 2016. And uh, we see this happening now. Okay. The research associate was talking about making the, the, what we call the form factor of these water treatment systems more compact. And that's a big challenge. Well, in 2018, uh, Dan Early joined us with his wonderful technology. And these are examples on the left is a 10,000 uh, gallon per day unit. On the right is a 40,000 gallon per day system. And you notice that they're, you truck them in sight and then you, strap them down to pads and you're done. Um, they're completely self-contained. They're built in the factory. Um, and this is really the answer, modular prefab, factory built, drop in place water systems. So we have the technology to address that problem.
Okay. Now, modular water systems, which is what uh, Dan Early um, was involved with uh, creating, along with Tom Marchesella originally, who's now our COO, um, has now become part of our Texas Manufacturing Division Progressive Water Treatment. This is actually good news for our investors who are investing in um, the current private placements because these are uh, secured by the uh, progressive water treatment business and has now been enhanced by adding modular water systems. So that's a good thing for investors. Um, there's an end-to-end -end modular design, construction, and management because of that, but they're still doing custom work. On the right, you see it's a picture of a, of a trailer and some VIPs looking at it. And uh, what it is, it's, I call it a pool dialysis system. And what happens to pools is that after a while, you can no longer shock them. You have to get rid of the water. The water itself becomes exhausted. Um, and so that, that um, system that we actually built here and, and delivered to a uh, company in Arizona um, is there to prevent the water from having to be drained out. Instead, it gets run through this system and you've saved all that water. It's a big deal in Arizona and California. So that's a custom job that was done. And uh, now we're looking at how we can turn that into a standardized product and make it modular and so forth. All right, now organic growth of 2020. We have a growth forecast for 2020. Uh, I'm happy with it. It's going well. Um, also, I've worked with Bill Charneski and Tom Marchesello to reorganize the international network. Bill's done some great work. Um, and I'm gonna get into that in detail next week. So um, I think you'll like where things are going there. And the operating team headed by Tom Marchesello is ready to absorb new companies. Tom is a veteran operator, um, been around the block, retired from the uh, US Air Force Space Command as a captain and then went on to work in uh, investment banking, as well as various um, uh, product companies, uh, Fortune 500 companies. And so he has a wide uh, array of talents and he is basically prepping the operating team to receive uh, almost like, you know, we have um, Grey's Anatomy in there. Okay, we got the, I, the, uh, the, um, the, um, uh, you know, the intensive care unit, and they're all ready to go. And, okay, here, here comes the patient. So the, the, he's basically lined up to do that. Okay. Um, now, organic growth is not enough for a water company. Water companies grow by acquisition. And the reason is that, that you know, you have these big systems, even when they're small and modular, they have to be, you know, designed, approved, the permitting, the building it, the delivering it, the putting it in the ground, da, 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 da. it takes months. And so what we've learned really is that it's great that we're growing, but we're not, without acquisitions, we will not grow fast enough. Now we have some new ideas to not just acquire companies, but actually to start to duplicate their secret sauce. And we're going to get into that um, uh, very, few, very soon. We'll discuss that in much greater detail because uh, it's a brilliant concept that the team's come up with. We have a very, very... Um, uh, you know, um, you know, very dynamic um, corporate development team with uh, Ken Berenger as the VP of business development and our VP of sales, Michael Mann, who is also an M&A mergers and acquisitions expert. And they're coming up with brilliant ideas. As always, don't rely on acquisitions because it's a big deal, but you know, we're, we're very um, 
optimistic. Okay. So that's, that's the picture on that. And I wanted to touch on what is going on with PFAS, perfluoroalkyl and perfluoroalkyl, polyfluoroalkyl substances, PFAS. And these are polymers that are um, used for things like nonstick coatings. And uh, a very small amount is toxic and they do not get out of your body. Um, and it's tough to get out of the water. It's a big deal. Um, now, Congress, uh, EPA has an action plan. Congress doesn't think it's uh, aggressive enough and they're now passing a, a bill. And of course, the administration say, well, no, we don't need it. And whatever's going on in Washington, hopefully stays in Washington. But the truth is, is that the bigger problem is that the technology is not completely settled. And um, one of the ways to get these things out is through the electrowater separation process and advanced oxidation. And we've actually equipped our lab downtown to deal with that in a very effective uh, way. In terms of research, uh, we went ahead and invested in a, um, a, a, a um, spectrometer system that would take care of that um, activity. So um, we have a um, very good system that uh, we think is gonna be effective, but it's gonna have to be in a larger environment. So rather than try and tough it out by ourselves, today I reached out to offer to contribute to know-how without obligation, and sure enough, we started getting reaches. So I'm very excited about that. If we can, if, if PFAS is the only thing we help with, we're going to help save a lot of lives. So um, that is the end of the presentation for today um, in terms of the live presentation. I'm also going to tell you a little bit about the team and how they're here to help you because things are going extremely well. So uh, remember to dial 323-939-6645. And there's three people. Ken Berenger at extension 201, Michael Mann, extension 206, and Devin at 116. You can also just use the email invest at originclear.com. Now, I've got some questions. I've got, so I'm not, I haven't forgotten you guys. So let's take a look. Um, so there's two questions. Uh, well, there's more than two, but the first one is how big is the PFAS problem? Why did the Congress and the EPA step in this week with urgency? And I think it's because um, a huge amount of, well, it's just not being treated. If you go to the Environmental Working Group website, EWG, uh, and put in your zip code, you will get an idea of what's in your neighborhood and you will be amazed to hear or see what your local municipality is not treating. And so uh, PFAS has been kind of like, uh, sort of like, well, not, it's not a problem, it's all good. And that now is over. So it is a big problem. It's everywhere, but it's especially big in the military. Military bases have, um, because um, anywhere where there's been a lot of firefighting, for example, there, there's a lot of PFAS in those substances. And so, um, that, frankly, the military are um, greatly affected. And in fact, the Pentagon is going to be getting a lot of funding to deal with that. Um, so, as I say, EPA has got a plan, but Congress wants to, wants to uh, rev it up and that's important. Now, when, you know, I get a lot of uh, mail from you guys and I try and answer it all about guys and gals, which is why don't you go talk to Washington or whatever? And what we've learned is 
that when you talk to Washington, um, well, good luck. But there are large players who have good lobbying activities already in Washington, and we can help them. So our idea here is to help the people who are already in a good position to do something about it. So that's our plan. Let's talk a little bit about acquisition criteria. That's the other question. Um, so in terms of um, what we're looking for, number one, we don't want to buy companies and the guy just goes and plays golf. Um, that is the business model in the water industry because uh, basically a guy or gal or a family is going to run a water company for 30, 40 years. And then they're going to go, Oh, I'm exhausted. I'm done. And they'll sell their company to a major player. Uh, the major player will then destroy the water company and take the customers. And everybody knows that that's how it works. What we, want to do instead, I had, I had that experience during the dot-com, two of my companies were sold and people say, oh, wow, aren't you glad it's happened? Yeah, but what happened is the acquirer destroyed everything that we built. And so I vowed that we would not do this at Origin Clear. And so instead we go to these business owners, we go stay in place and you get to operate your business and we'll take care of all the stuff you don't like, accounting, marketing, PR, e-commerce, you name it. And that's very, very popular. We have a long list of companies interested and we have companies that have signed non-binding letters of intent with us. They're ready to go. It's extremely popular. Um, now we don't want these companies to be too big either. Why? Because uh, we would like them not to own our company. We would like to be able to absorb them. And so uh, these deals are done on performance typically and um, with a minimum of cash up front, if possible. Um, what, what we also are looking for, of course, is companies that are going to grow. So, can their business scale up? And that's where I'm talking about this replication idea that I'm being vague about on purpose. So, and of course they need to be profitable because, um, and finally they have to be stable. We can't have a crash truck situation with each one of these uh, companies that we acquire because of course we would lose uh, all our forward motion. Okay, so let's take a look at the chat window here. And, um, if I, uh, I'm, oh, Tom is correcting me. He said that he was in the Air Force. And of course, um, he was in the Air Force Space Command. If I misspoke, I apologize. Um, it's a matter of pride to the uh, US Air Force, of course. Well, that's it for today. It's been a great pleasure. It's been about a half hour. And that's going to be about the length of these in the future. Maybe a few minutes less or more. But, but um, what I'm going to do here is invite you in the future to go ahead and give me your suggestions. And all you have to do is reply to the CEO update email that you get from me, or just email CEO at originclear.com. It goes into my inbox and I will note it as a topic. And I really invite that um, because I wanna know what you guys care about. And um, I'm really happy with the team as it's developing. I was just reviewing our new website with Kevin and, and our uh, marketing agency, Keith Kaplan. Uh, over at Maker, and uh, they're doing an amazing job. It's uh, if you happen to go to the website and you see the rigs, there's something wrong. Blah blah blah. Speak up. We're still integrating the old stuff into the new, but um, it's exciting. It's a well. It's a modern website. I like to tell people that the old website I wrote it on my honeymoon in 2013. Uh, don't ask me what I was doing writing a website on my honeymoon, but. Nonetheless, uh, it was very old and outdated. 
And so I am very happy that they're building that and more to come. So great team. Uh, we're very happy with what's going on. We're excited. And I'm happy that I managed to complete this webinar. Um, and from Keith, uh, he says, thank you for all you're doing. I'll just pass that on to you guys. Thank you for being here. And I appreciate your joining me. Good night. Hi, this is Riggs Eckleberry, CEO of Origin Clear, and I've got a briefing every Thursday that I give live at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's called Water is the New Gold, and there's a reason I'm calling it that. Water is in major disruptive change right now. Now, these changes are not always visible right away to the consumer. That's usually the time to invest. Think about Tesla 10 years ago at $30 a share. Today, it's well over $700. So I think it's worth your time. This is a vital time for water. Do join me.